Welcome to Jen and Juice. We are two sisters who grew up humbly in the trailer park and in Sunday school, where we weathered the storms of kitchen scissor bangs, purity culture, fundamentalism, culottes, flannel boards, and fellowship hall potlucks. We remain devout to Jesus as we continue to wrestle out our faith with fear and trembling. We hope to provide a safe space to have real, raw conversations about everything and nothing, this and that, the secular and the sacred, you know, the juxtaposition of all things life. We want to use what the Lord has given us. Snark, quick wit, hard-earned wisdom. We promise to show up wobbly on Sundays, strong on other days. We aim to be a refreshing palate cleanse in a world starving for hope and light. We're like therapy you can afford. Because we're free. So, welcome to Gin and Juice. We're We're here here to help help a sister and brother out. And welcome back to Gin and Juice. We are at episode 43. can't believe it. Oh, what? 43? (gasps) Oh! goodness. Jenny, tell our wonderful listeners what happened this week and why 43 is a big deal. I turned 43 on Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. (gasps) Happy birthday, Jen. Thank you. Um, I'm uh, feeling 43. I know. I know. We have creaks in our neck. I think my voice. Yeah. Creak in my eye. I don't even know. I know. I know. Oh, well, okay. So tell everybody about the party that we had. This was so much fun. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. So, uh, our great friend, Jen McNally Burks. Jen McNally Burks. We cannot say her name without saying it like that forever. I know. Even my girls, well, yes. they don't say it right. They say, Jenna, na, na, na. <laughs> they just do sounds. <laughs> that's, that's how I sound to my children. Jen McNally Burks. She's actually like renowned uh, makeup artist in this area. Yes. Beauty by Jen. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Her, wait a minute. Makeup by Jen. Makeup by Jen. Yeah. We're going to get that right. We're going to get that right. And then we will. We will link her in our show notes, too, because she is fantastic and does all kinds of makeup and artistry. Jen McNally Beauty. Yes, that's, yeah. And then JenMcNallyMakeup.com. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, she's like a real artist. Like She's trained under, like, famous makeup artists. Yes. She's incredible. Incredible. I mean... So if you saw my beautiful birthday homage from Juice on Facebook and the socials, um, my little Micah, Bubba, she (laughs) said, so anyway, okay, let me, let me back up. Mm -hmm. So Monday night, Jen McNally Burks um, (laughs) did a makeup sesh for all of us and some uh, friends of ours. And I was the canvas. Yes, you were. And so she did a whole glam makeup on me. Yeah. And then as she went along, it was a tutorial on how to get the look and take it from day to nightwear. And it was fascinating. So fun. So all of us, we we got together, some of our closest, dearest friends, and we all brought our caboodles. (laughs) Only Juice has a caboodle. (laughs) And we brought our makeup bags and we could follow along. And so there was techniques and things that we were watching. And some people were just taking notes and just completely watching, but I was trying to follow along. I do not I, I couldn't, I could not do the same stuff. I mean, she's amazing. So amazing. So she did this makeup on me and I don't wear a ton of makeup anyway. And so I wanted full glam because I want to know all the things. Mm-hmm. And so she did it and she, oh my gosh, 
I slept in my makeup because this was Monday night. Yeah. Our kids are still in school. Yeah. And it, we got done at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And I had no place to go. Yes. PM. And I had no place to go but home into bed. So I went home and I slept in my makeup and when I, I slept on my back and I did not move, which was so hard for me because I'm not a back sleeper. And the next morning on my 43rd birthday, I woke up looking a freaking amazing. A freaking amazing. Not one bit of that makeup was <laughs> different. Even her lipstick was still completely move. intact. Yes. She was stunning. Oh, it was so... I, I woke up and I looked in my camera on my phone and I was like... <gasps> Oh my gosh, Jeremy, oh. don't get used to this. <laughs> oh my gosh, Un- unbelievable, gorgeous. So Micah, little Bubba, um, she is all about the glam. Oh yeah. And she loves makeup, all things. Like she was sad that she couldn't go because it was a school night. And so she just kept staring at me and she was like, mama, are those false eyelashes? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, I love them. <laughs> and then she said, you know, those houses that I like. And I was like, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are they called? Starkly, Starfield, <laughs> Starfield. I'm like, what? I don't even know where to go with this conversation. Yeah. And she's like, you know, those, those real pretty houses like daddy likes that I like too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, stucco. Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, your face is like stucco. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> you you guys heard it here. Jen is not a brick house. She is stucco. However, this morning when I woke up <laughs> and did my own makeup, I am more of like uh, siding. <laughs> <laughs> Baby girl, you a trailer with some tires thrown up on your roof. <laughs> That's how I did my makeup. <laughs> it's not true. She's so pretty. Whatever. Always. Uh, Jenny has the most beautiful dang skin. Uh-uh. Yes, she does. I got that rosacea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's working for you, sis, because she really does have beautiful sweet. skin. And sweet. we had so much fun. Gosh, we had so much fun. We totally recommend doing that as like a party and a get together. And we had food and we had drinks and we, I mean, we laughed and laughed it was so a fun. lot at my expense. Yes, because... Juice. Why don't you tell the flies about your contents of the your caboodle? Well, this is I, a gym, y'all. I thought I was like so cool, y'all, because I love makeup and I I like love, you're really good at it. I like too. To, I'm good at eyeshadow. I'm I have a lot to learn about contouring, so I was real interested. But I love eyeshadow. It's always been my thing, and so I was feeling like real maybe a little prideful. Maybe the Lord let me fall a little here. <laughs> Uh, a little. So I'm opening my tackle box of makeup <laughs> and I'm pulling out all my cool stuff. And I'm setting it out <laughs> and the women turn on me <laughs> like the lionesses with their claws and their fangs out. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, what? This tr- white triangulated sponge, sponge. makeup sponge. They laughed hysterically. Uh-huh. Well, I laughed because I kind of didn't get it. <laughs> you were laughing with us, laughing at you? Yes. <laughs> I, and then, like, then Karis, our amazing 17-year-old. Oh, my God. 
starts schooling me on how disgusting my makeup brushes are. My beauty blenders are trash. They're not a beauty blender. It was a sponge from okay. 1987. Yes. Like you buy them for like a $1.99 in a bag. Uh-huh. They all made fun of me for that. Also, my eyeshadow applicators. <laughs> I I, get, I buy the ones that are like the sponge tipped ones. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. girls. You've been to Walgreens, mm-hmm. you know. And I keep them in a dirty <laughs> Ziploc bag. I'm surprised that you don't have pink eye just incessantly. Because <laughs> you know some of those are from... 1983, never been washed. <laughs> washed? No. You throw them away, you get new ones. They're cheap. You did not get new ones. <laughs> Judging from that nasty bag. I buy myself one little tub of those per year. I am married to freaking Brad Phillips, you guys. I live on a different budget, okay? <laughs> so I ain't got money for all this fancy makeup brushes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh. But you do have money for pink eye medication. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, I was laughed out of the room about my my makeup sponge. But the funniest part <laughs> was that I had to confess to everyone. <laughs> this was the best birthday gift of all, by the way. Jenny <laughs> almost cried her beautiful makeup off because she was laughing so hard. I had to confess that... I had given those white makeup sponges as teachers' <laughs> Christmas gifts. I said, they're going to think, oh, this is a weird little doorstop. <laughs> Y'all, I did. I put together like a self-care makeup box for all of them. She's in middle school, so she has multiple teachers. And it was fabulous. It Well, it was. And I did put like a real true pink beauty blender in. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, for good measure, I'll throw one of these little whites. Everybody loves these. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know the definition of everybody. <laughs> I was projecting that uh, they would all appreciate it. So um, I hope they all get a good laugh about it because I gave them one of those. But yes. I also gave them good lip liner and mascara and mm-hmm. eye patches and all that kind of fun stuff too. But yes, I gave them a crappy... <laughs> makeup sponge oh my gosh we laughed so hard like my voice still is raw from laughing it was too fun it was so much fun thank you thank you thank you you're so welcome and you're we love you so much and you just bless our lives and we're so so much better for you in your mind and your heart and i love you thank you i love you too um I get to die first because I don't ever want to do a day of life without you. <laughs> nope. Same day. <laughs> Deal. Uh, but if you ever want to have the best girls night mm-hmm. ever, whether it's a birthday party or just an excuse to get all your girls around the table together, book Jen McNally. Mm-hmm. Y'all get on her book and she can teach you guys. She taught us things we need to add to our makeup bag. Yeah. Like, um, and uh, one step, oh, I'm not even going to tell you. You have to book with her. Ooh, good one. A step that is going to change how we all apply makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I could feel it immediately. Oh, we could see it. It was crazy. We could see a change in Jenny's glow factor. Uh, y'all, you need to book with Jen. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to tell you what it is. You have to book with her. Yeah. And, and have a fun night. And, oh, gosh, do it. Do it now. It's the best. Yeah. Jen 
mcnallymakeup.com. We'll link her everywhere in our mm-hmm. show notes. As you said, we are in episode 43. Mm -hmm. This is the Thursday before Christmas. Man, it's already here. And today's Karis's birthday. Our little squishy firstborn baby is all grown up and beautiful. She's not squishy anymore. No. She's 17. 17. How's your mama heart? Uh, not talking about it. Deal. Uh-huh. Good. Enneagram <laughs> 5. Doing great. Suppression. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, it's so neat to watch her grow up and just turning into the lady that she is, the young lady that she is, and just, she's so kind and thoughtful and just just a joy to be around, like she for is. any age. Little kids love her. Yes. Adults love her. Old people love her. Yes. That's a testament because the old people don't like the youths typically. <laughs> And so old true. people love her. Yeah. And she is just, she's just a delight. She is just pure joy. She is. Yeah. She is so sweet and we just love spending time with her. Mm-hmm. Like she's so, she's one of those teenagers. You're like, no, I want time with them. Mm-hmm. Like I want to sit at the table and talk and laugh and listen to her. Tell us about her life. Yeah. She's so fun. She is. She's so great. She keeps me young. Yes. So happy birthday, Karis Pagey. Happy birthday to you. I'll spare you the rest. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Cha-cha-cha. Kumbaya. (laughs) (laughs) And now, happy birthday, Jesus. (laughs) We are talking about the Christmas story today. Yes. And And not the one with Ralphie. No. I know. That's a good one, too. It's our favorite. It is. But this one's the best. Yes. So we're talking about Jesus's origin story the birth of our savior yes so um last year was the first year that we sat down i sat down with the girls on the couch and brought out the bible and had the girls read part of luke Mm -hmm. so when we're talking about like reading luke with your family if this is something you want to do would you say it's like 52 verses yeah, it's a total of 52 verses. It's long. Yeah, so we're not talking about the no. entirety of it. No. Yeah, we're going to cover Luke chapter 2, yes. verses 1 through 20. Yes. And that's what we read with the girls. Yes. Because the rest of it, first of all, 21, verse 21, <laughs> circumcision. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> because Bubba's going to have lots of questions. Yes. She's going to channel her Enneagram 5. Yes. And she's going to be like, so tell me about this circumcision. <laughs> And I'm going to be like, Jeremy Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> and he will be running out the door on yes. like barefoot, gone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like Fred Flintstone. Yes. Bye. Bye. Totally. So we did Luke chapter two, yes. verses one through 20. Yes. And I had the girls read a little bit here and there. And, um, you know, it's I think one of the things that people get intimidated by mm-hmm. are the words in the Bible, like, because they're not like words that are familiar that we use all the time. Sure. Especially locations, things like that. Y'all, there were some words that I got wrong. Yes. And some of them I did wrong on purpose because I wanted to show my girls that reading the word of God does not have to be perfect. Yeah. And I can say, oh, oh, what's this word? Um, Well, I think it's Nazareth, but you know, we'll just say that. Yep. And because there's certain things that we get caught up on and I want them to see that mama makes mistakes too. Yes. Especially in reading, because reading is very intimidating. Yes, it is. For adults, especially. Yeah. And um, I just, I don't know. So we we trudged through some of it. We blew through others and had good conversation. And it was very sweet. 
Yeah. So we plan to do it again this year. Yeah, we do that too. We love doing that. Uh, we were telling a story last week about how I have a little people um, nativity set. Mm-hmm. And Emery, when she was little, she would say, Mama, it's the farm people. <laughs> and so that's become like this standard joke in our family that the nativity, those are the farm people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would, when we would read this as a family at home, we would let her play with the nativity, mm. with that little people nativity. And so if you also have something that can bring in a visual, yes, that's good. Even if your kids, you feel like they're not really listening. Maybe they're holding a piece of the nativity and they're holding one of those farm people. They're mm-hmm. holding a shepherd or they're holding a wise man, whatever. And you think they're, they're listening more than you think. Well, we just assume learning is hearing. Come on. Or seeing. Yeah. There's also tactile learning, t- touching things. There's also kinetic learning, movement. Mm. So just because they're playing, play is learning. Oh, come on. So yes. give them something to touch. Don't make them sit down and listen to a lecture. Right. I'm tired and bored for. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's so true. Yeah. And then like, you, that's a great idea just because then when you say, you know, like the shepherds, what are, you know, and then you say, can you find the shepherd? And yep. then they're going to pick up a donkey. And you yeah. know what? That's fine. <laughs> and that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. So every, it's their learning. That's right. <clears throat> so yes. So do that with your kids. Sit around. Um, maybe you don't have kids in the house anymore. You have older kids. Make it something really kind of sweet and special. Mm-hmm. And you do this. And maybe at the end, you observe communion together yeah. in your home. Um that's probably kind of more our approach is because Emery's older. And so we can kind of take more of a contemplative approach to this. And uh, you can do communion outside of church. <gasps> yes. Dun, and dun, dun. I'm a woman. I'm going to serve <laughs> communion in my home. Oh my gosh. Yes, you can. You have permission. You can take communion by yourself. And you don't get the fiery diarrhea. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. It's that's, safe. That's what all the cookies I'm eating do. <laughs> white dip. The white dip. Oh. oh, man. Yeah. So um, there's different approaches to this. There's no, what we're trying to say is there's no right way. There's no wrong way. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And you'll be glad you did. We're going to go to, um, our church is having a Saturday night service and we don't have plans. Well, I mean, we do. We're so stinking busy. But that evening we have time etched out and we're going to go and do church that evening. And then Sunday, which is Christmas Eve this year, we're just going to be around the house. And so I think Sunday morning we may read this and do this as our like kind of worship. time of, mm-hmm. of worship in our home before like the day gets kicked off That's and awesome. everything. So anyway, just- also Christmas being on a Monday is totally throwing me off. Man, it's so weird. So bizarre. I don't know why it is for me too, but it is jacking me up. As dad would say, I'm throwed off. I'm throwed off too. Yeah. I just, I can't even wrap my mind around what day it is. Like what the next thing I have to do is my lists. Uh, it's so I'm I know. just throw it off. I feel throw it off too, <laughs> sis. Same. But you know what? I think the story here, the birth of Jesus, I mean, that could literally be like how it was captioned. It was throw it off. Yeah. So true. And we're all trying to create these magical, special moments. And then you read the original Christmas story, the first Noel. Mm-hmm. And it is nothing but 
chaos. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to read it and it's going to sound so beautiful. And we're, but think about it mm-hmm. when we're talking about these people, Mary, Joseph, I want you to like get females. I want you to get in the mind frame of Mary mm-hmm. men. I want you to get in the, the mind frame of Joseph. I mean, you forgot to make a reservation, bro. <laughs> Brah. <laughs> Like yeah. you're in trouble. Like you're sleeping in a stable right now, but tomorrow when we get back home, you're sleeping in the doghouse. Oh yeah. Like, uh, you, I mean, really think about it. None of this was peaceful. Mm-mm. It was still a birth and scandalous. Sca- oh my gosh. Completely scandalous. Like this, there's so much to this. So like, I hope as we read this, like you enter into some of I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just juice is losing it. Thanks, Jenny. You're welcome. Rub it off on me. Yeah. Just the chaos, because I this week feels a little chaotic for mm-hmm. me, you know, and to so many people I've spoken to, everybody is like having like a really chaotic week yeah. and in spirit and heart and physicality and all of it. And, and then we, so we feel like we're like ruining Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, because, well, it's just not going to be just this perfectly etched out peaceful, you know, weekend or, or point in time. And then you read the the story and the circumstances in this first Noel was chaotic Mm -hmm. also. And Jesus enters and he is the peace. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way we're going to find like our peace. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be in any of the circumstances we can concoct. It's only going to be in him. Yeah. So get into this story. You want to read it for us, Jenny? What version are you going to read to us from? Oh, let's see what version I have here. The NIV. Okay. Me too. Okay. Good. So we are in, again, Luke chapter 2, and um, starting in verse 1. And it is literally entitled, The Birth of Jesus. Okay. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quinarius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David. Okay, where did he go? Because <laughs> it sounds like 19 places. <laughs> okay, so the word Judea. Okay. Yes. Okay, think about the lineage. Christ comes from the lineage of Judah, Judah. Mm-hmm. the tribe of Judah. So the word Judea, Judea so they're going to Nazareth, um, to in the town of Gal- Nazareth in Galilee. Yeah, look so, at your prepositional words here, people. Yep. So think about, uh, for our, say, Odessa in Texas, mm-hmm. you know, not exactly, but right. like just to help you kind of put it in context, to Judea, to Bethlehem. <laughs> okay, so to Judea, though, that is the Greek and Roman adaptation of the name Judah, mm-hmm. because they were descended from the tribe of Judah. This is why this matters, okay. because this matters to that line of Christ going back to Judah and ultimately to David. Right. Because David was from Bethlehem. Okay. So to Bethlehem, yes. the town of David. Yes. So just some uh, reiterations of... They're going to david's hometown and david was from the tribe of judah Mm -hmm. and hence jesus is now from the tribe of judah the line of david so we're in bethlehem we're in bethlehem (laughs) (laughs) there we go i know i know i know and y'all these are the questions my girl like where what yes 
Like, why can't they just say they went to Bethlehem? So it's right. just basically like a, a throwback to remember yes. or from these lines. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Love it. So they go to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. So he is Joseph. Yes. The stepfather yes. of Jesus. Yes. Which Karis always found that fascinating. She was mm. like, I have a stepdad. Mm. I'm like, Jesus? I'm like, hopefully in more ways than that. <laughs> but yes. Yes, <laughs> she was, is. He was from a blended family. And yes. I love that. I love it too. Oh, gosh, I love that. Um, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Whoa, Jess. Mm-hmm. She was pledged to be married, mm-hmm. but also expecting a child. Scandal. Yeah. And we're still talking about mm-hmm. the Savior of the world. We were talking about the Savior of the world. Mm-hmm. And somebody recently said, um, like, how truly scandalous it was. Think about Joseph. By their law and their customs, he, he could have put her to death. Yeah. He had every right to stone her to death. Her brothers and her dad actually had first right to mm-hmm. stone her to death. But then if they chose not to, for sure, Joseph could how, have. And, how generous. Yes. And, and by their standards, should have. Mm-hmm. Should have stoned her to death. Because if he allowed it, he brought shame on himself and his family. But God has told him through the angel, like, this is what's happening. She's with child. It's from the Holy Spirit. This is what you're going to name him. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be the dad. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're going to obey, and this is, this is what you're going to do. Nobody's buying that. Yeah. Nobody else and his whole family. When it says that they left that. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David. When he went, this would have been with his entire family line. Mm. And here comes little unwed pregnant Mary. Yeah. And it really makes you wonder when they got there and there was no room for them. Ooh. Can't sit here. Can't sit here. That's right. That maybe the, the the family who was welcoming them all home, it's kind of like a little family reunion. We're not letting, you're not letting them. They're not staying in our house. Because mm-hmm. I had always heard it as, you know, because of the census that it was over, like just so many people showed up. But again, there's family ties there. That's right. You're going to your hometown. And one of the biggest characteristics of the Jewish people in the Old Testament and in, in New Testament was their hospitality. Yes. God called them to be a hospitable. You could go stay at someone's house mm-hmm. just because you were passing through. Mm-hmm. Complete strangers. That was part of their custom and what they were known for. So especially when you were a family, even if you were a 15th cousin, which uh-huh. means you're not even related anymore, but you're coming home for the census, but there's no room for Mary and Joseph. Mm. This was a social outcasting. Yeah. There, there, there's a level of social outcasting. This is a for Absolute. shame, for shame. That's right. Shame on them. And we're not letting them in our house with their sin and mm-hmm. their shame. They'll taint us. They'll ta- and some of y'all listening, you know, you know what that's like because you have family members who they're not allowed to come home mm-hmm. because, well, fill in the blank for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And they're not allowed to bring their partner mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And there might be good reasons, yeah. but you understand the tension Okay, so feel that yeah. in this story. But also from their perspective, they were sinless. Mm-hmm. They were righteous people. They were actually obeying God to the level of being misunderstood by their own family, friends, and deepest community. 
and also, you know, obviously the um, angel of the Lord visited Mary first. Yeah. And then he visited Joseph. Yep. And even then, that's got to be that level of, uh, did I really dream that? <laughs> right. Did he really dream that? Or is he just like trying to play nice or, right. you know, trying to, is he really going to say that and then kill me? Right. Because I would be expecting that. I mean, I'm a five too. So right. looking over my shoulder. Yeah. But um, like there's still that mistrust to yeah. some level yeah. between the two of them. Absolutely. Is this really real? Yeah. Yeah. And then Mary traveling pregnant. No fun if you've been there. Oh, gosh. Especially on a donkey or something. Yeah. Uh-uh. No way. I was born in the right era. Me too. No. Yeah. That is miserable. That whole scenario is miserable. And and she doesn't have any, any support. Mm-hmm. Like she literally, her whole identity, every affirmation about who she is, what she stands for, what she's choosing to do with her life, her obedience. She has to find all that in God alone. Yeah. Not even in this man she's betrothed to, pledged to. Like it's it's got to be in God and mm-hmm. what God's telling her to do. And let's talk real quick, real fun fact, mm-hmm. the ages of Mary yeah. and Joseph. Okay. So Mary was probably around 13. Most scholars would agree-ish. Yeah, yeah. 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at that time um, in their custom, the girls would be betrothed or pledged. The families would set this up um, in advance and um, you would stay betrothed. And then she would be married upon her first menstruation. Like when that was done, she's married. Mm-hmm. So anywhere between 13 and 15, typically. Yeah. Yeah. And back then, they probably started earlier yeah, because they died earlier. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And in most of these um, scenarios, the the boy would have been older, but not like a 40-year-old man. Mm -hmm. See, and I've heard some people say- I have too. And I'm like, I can't, I still, I rebuke it because I can't see that because that's gross. No, (laughs) probably 18. But again, because the- uh, they, they died younger. Yeah. So, um, so probably he was like 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was the custom. So they would have been these young little teenage parents. Wow. Yeah. That's hard to even wrap your mind around. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy. Okay. So we are in, we're still in Luke chapter two. Uh-huh. We just finished up ch- uh, verse five. Okay. Um, so Mary, they're heading to Bethlehem. Mary's pregnant. Now, verse six, while they were there, so they're in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Mm. Can't sit here. Can't sit here. So fun fact about the cloths I was reading. Oh, come on. In the Cultural Study Bible, it said that a lot of times in in this time frame, uh, people would take cloths, little strips of cloth, Mm -hmm. And they would wrap their um, infants' appendages in them to keep them straight. And I'm like, was it a thing for them to be crooked? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand that. Hmm. Like, it, it said something about wrapping them to keep their, so that, like, to avoid them being crooked. Huh. So I don't know if maybe because it was the way they were placed in a, I don't know concrete manger i don't know i don't know why isn't that weird that's weird maybe they were so small they were short yeah um 
And that was their swaddling too. Yeah. You know, like I could see the swaddle. swaddle. Yeah. But it said like to basically like keep their, their bones growing correctly. Isn't that Interesting. weird? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know I want okay. to look at more into that. Yeah. Oh, please I was do. like, that's, I never heard of that. Oh, I love that. Okay. Uh, verse eight, chapter two, verse eight. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Which, by the way, I love. Me too. Because never growing up did I ever think of an angel as being this angelic, flowery fairy in white that was just flitting about and Mm. sprinkling joy. (laughs) Because every time an angel appears, what does the angel have to say? Fear not. Yeah, don't be afraid. That's right. Like, what is this angel looking like? Because in my mind, mm-hmm. it's either like, you know, um, oh, what's that beautiful man's name? He plays Aquaman. Oh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like, you are mm. a warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Michael with, the Archangel. Yeah. yeah. Some abs. <laughs> Like Jenny needs an angel with abs. <laughs> hey, my guardian angel's got some big, big shoes. So <laughs> he's got to keep up with me. So <laughs> yeah, amen. I get that. He's got to have abs. Um, but yeah, or, you know, like the way that they describe angels around the throne of God. I'm oh like, oh my gosh. Ooh, I'm terrified. Like holiness is scary. It's terrifying. They it have like is. 19 eyes and like all the wings flooding about and they're a ball and they roll. They roll. And it's like, oh yeah, super weird. Yeah. You would definitely have to be like, fair not. I don't know how they talk. <laughs> and they probably talk with your mind. Oh. That'd be, oh man, so crazy. Oh Lord, I would love that experience. I know. I'd probably be I so, think I, I would die. I would die of fright. Yeah. Like you would find my face the ringed because <laughs> I would just die. I would too. Okay. So the shepherds were out there. The angel says, don't be afraid. Um, We're in verse 10. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, that they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had to say to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. That's a verse for mamas. Yeah, it is. Man. Can never get past that one. I know. Mary, did you know? She knew. <laughs> she knew. And it was in her heart. That's right. She didn't want to talk about it. Mary was a five. That's right. <laughs> Mary knew more than everybody else. Mary knew. Mary knew. Um, sh- uh, verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And then he got circumcised and we're going to stop there. <laughs> so good, man. I love it. Um, I was gonna, I, I read this thing I wanted to share with you guys and about the shepherds and I had never processed this before, but it says after Jesus was born, um, 
God sent angels to declare the birth of the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior of the world, to a group of nearby shepherds, right? Yeah. Typically, most of us picture these shepherds as being 30 to 50-year-old men with beards. But history and culture suggest these shepherds may have actually been young girls. (sighs) That's right. Girls, you see, in Israel, even to this day, shepherding is considered a lowly role, so it is often performed by the kids of the family, not the adult men. In fact, in all my trips to the Holy Land, I've only ever seen young children tending to their family's sheep. And in the first century, shepherding was a chore often given to the youngest child or the girls of the family. This is backed up in the Old Testament when Rachel Mm -hmm. was a shepherdess. Yeah. The girls would look after the sheep from when they were as young as eight years old until they were about 15 or when they got married. Oh, wow. So there's confirmation. There it is. There are exceptions, of course. David was a shepherd. But remember, he was also the youngest member of his family and he had no sisters. And he was scrawny. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Okay. Uh, The person writing this says, As a girl dad, I've always told my daughters that I think God chose to reveal the birth of Jesus to a group of young girls. And about 33 years later, when Jesus was resurrected, this was also first revealed to a woman. And the Hebrew word we translate as reveal in the Bible pronounced gala, which means to uncover and report, which is what the woman did when they learned that Jesus was resurrected. And who did he first say that I'm the Messiah to? Mary. A woman. A woman, yes. To the 72% of you reading this who are women, because 72% of us on the the socials are female, and the men who are married to, friends with, or raising women, this should be a huge encouragement. God chooses to reveal himself to you so you can report the truth. As a dad to three daughters, I'm encouraged by this detail. I use it to remind my girls that they have a central role to play in the story of God. Can I get an amen? Mm, That's beautiful. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Wow. Oh, Yeah, because just, you know, in in reading the Bible, you just always assume, and just our Western civilization minds, how we interject what we know in our experience into what we read. Yep especially in the Bible, because we're always looking for ourselves, of course. Yeah. Um, we think, who holds jobs now? Right. Men. Men. Mm-hmm. And women, yeah. even today. Yeah. yeah. But like you, there's child labor laws. So the fact that we're talking about kids working, yeah. we can't, no, uh-uh. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yes. So we westernize it. Yep. And 21st century it. That's right. And we turn it into something that it's not. We sure do. Man. I love that. And just a thought. I mean, it could have been a bunch of male shepherds. Yeah. That's okay, too. But young men. But young. Yeah, they would have been young. Exactly. The next generation. Yes. Isn't that incredible that he just always reveals that to these emerging um, people with emerging faith? I love that. You know, I love it, too. Faith like a child. He, he meant that. The youths. The youths. <laughs> and now, our daily dose brought to you by Medical Center Health Systems. 
If your tinsel's in a tangle this holiday season, you can count on Medical Center's urgent care walk-in clinics to provide convenient, quick, and dependable treatment for conditions that require prompt attention but do not pose immediate health threats. No appointment is necessary and telehealth options are available. Here at Gin and Juice, nothing gets our tinsel in a tangle like being a little bit sick but having to sit in a waiting room with other really sick people all around us. At Medical Center's Urgent Care Walk-In Clinics, patients can choose to check in and join a virtual waiting room, allowing you to wait in the comfort of your own home while waiting to see a provider. When it's time to head to the clinic, you will receive a text message so time in a waiting room cuts to a minimum. There are two convenient locations, and they are open every day of the week. Whether you choose to be seen by going to the clinic and waiting, joining the virtual queue and waiting in the comfort of your own home, or choosing a telehealth option, Medical Center Health System is your one source for urgent care services when a primary care physician does not fit your busy schedule. For a detailed list of locations, hours, and services provided, visit mchodessa.com or check out the link in our show notes. And now back to our show. Okay, Jen, let's talk about the, the shepherds and the magi. Yes, because okay. the magi aren't, aren't brought up in Luke 2, right. but they are in Matthew. Yes, they are brought up in Matthew. So if we want to check in Matthew, let's, let's flip While there. we're flipping to Matthew, I was, yeah. I was going through all the Gospels because, you know, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John are the Gospels. Yes. And so most of the stories that you find in one, you're going to find in another, yes. in the others, yes. at least two. Yes. And so I find it interesting, like Matthew has a good account of the birth of Jesus. Luke obviously does. And then there's Mark. (laughs) And he's like, uh, in the city of David, the child was born. He's our savior. Yes. Ta-da. And then in John, even, you know, the (laughs) beloved who ran faster. (laughs) The poet. Yes. In the beginning was the word. Yes. (laughs) And all of a sudden you're like, and the word was flesh. And he dwelt among us from Galilee. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then he was baptized. Yes. <laughs> yep. I know. Such different approaches. I know, yeah, I know. I know. And God uses them all. Yeah, he totally does. But in Matthew, our, we're in chapter two again, huh? Uh-huh. Chapter two. Well, I love that. Uh, the, the birth story is in Matthew one, but the Magi come in chapter two. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born? Uh, The king of the Jews. We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem of the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child as soon as you find him. Report to me so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed before and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of 
uh, incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Okay, so Herod is actually a big fat liar. Mm -hmm. These um, magi were basically the um, astrologers, mm -hmm. uh, the interpreters, the the people that would, and they served the Persian king. Mm -hmm. And so when another king is being born, they would go and give gifts. And this was just kind of a lovely custom. And they were kind of a wealthy elite group. They traveled in large caravans. So it wouldn't have been three. We talked about this last episode that we say there's, we always have depictions of three kings, three right. magis, because um, there was three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But truthfully, it was probably a large group of magi traveling together. And so they go to Herod and they're like, show us this new king, because there's this rumor, this king of the Jews has been born, this new ruler. And then they're quoting this Old Testament prophecy. And King Herod is listening, cunning, mm -hmm. very smart, come on. He's yeah. smart. He's got a scheme and a plot afoot underneath him all. And he, well, you know what? He's feeling threatened. Oh, yeah. There's somebody who is a new ruler, a new king. And so he, he ends up sending a decree to have every child, little boys, two and under, age two and under, are slaughtered mm -hmm. in that whole region, killed. Because he didn't know who he's looking for, what he was looking for. He knew a, a kind of a time frame. Right. Based on the star, because he did some research. That's right. He did this mm -hmm. research. And so he knows that we're not necessarily looking for a baby that's seven infant. days old. Right. right. An infant. So when it says here, too, that the Magi come, they go to the child. Where? In his home. Mm -hmm. They're not at the stable. Right. Which does not disqualify right. like, the nativities. I made a joke last week about it being heretical. I was joking and being silly. But um, it, it we, we th those depictions that we have in, in our homes and churches and things, all the nativities, it just reflects who was represented in the story of the yeah. birth of Christ in, in, in his early, earliest years. Because after... After this, we really don't hear anything about him until he's 12. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of what the Magi did, is they came to bring the gifts, and then actually they tipped Herod off, um, and he freaked out mm -hmm. because he thought his throne was being threatened by yeah. this incoming king. So he was going to go kill any little boy in that area in case that child might be that future king one day. Yeah. And I love, too, because it seems like the timing is off. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times it does feel that way with God, mm -hmm. but His timing is never off. Yeah. And like these guys showed up following a star, however long it took from wherever they were coming from. Yes. They were persistent. They were doing their job, basically, yeah. looking for the new king to present yes. gifts to. Yes. Following the star. Yeah. And you just think about the cycle of stars and rotation of the earth. I mean, just all the things. And it's right. like, gosh, all of it had to line up perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then he, Herod's like, tell me where he's at and I'll go worship him. Uh -huh. And they weren't even believers. That's right. And they were like, ding, ding, ding. Something's not right here. Yes. And then they were warned in a dream. Yep. And they didn't go back to Herod. That's right. That's right. They disobeyed the king. Yes. To save the, the king. king. Woo! Come on. Love that. Love it. I love it too. And actually, I love the picture um, 
is I'm thinking I have this gorgeous nativity that my mom and Brad's mom gave us um, for our first Christmas as a married couple, this beautiful nativity scene I love. And I was just thinking about all the pieces. I love bringing those out and that you have the shepherds in in that nativity um, display and then you have the magi. And it's such a picture of the body of Christ mm-hmm. because the shepherds represent the Jews, yeah, the Jewish people, God's chosen people. And then the Magi represent, as you said, they're not believers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not Jewish. They're Gentiles. Mm-hmm. First to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. That's right. And so, and they're all God is sending this message to all of them and welcoming welcoming them and bringing them sending them signs and and literally drawing them step by step to their savior. Yeah. All are welcome. I love that. I love it. I love it so much. I love um that the the shepherds what did they bring? Well, they didn't bring lavish gifts, Mm-mm. but they brought their worship. They brought their faith. They brought the word, the Torah mm-hmm. that had been taught to them um, by their family till they were five years old, and they could they could memorize and quote the Torah to you, which is the first five books of the Bible. That's right. They did it orally. Yeah, they did orally. Uh, they they brought with them a supernatural encounter with that angel, like all these special supernatural. Um, just God ordained special things they brought, but they also brought their doubt. Mm-hmm. They brought their questions. They brought their assumptions. Because you're thinking the king is being born. That's right. I mean, do you just think what king means? Well, and they thought he was coming to break them out of this Roman bondage tyranny. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just just complete tyranny, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was, it was complete bondage. So they're thinking this king is going to be like, uh, Moses was like the prophet that set him free from Pharaoh and Egypt. So, but this is going to be like, we're establishing a kingdom. Yeah. And, and God was like, oh no, I'm going to, I'm establishing a kingdom in heaven mm-hmm. and a church on earth, the yeah. body of believers on earth. But they did not know that. Yeah. And so they thought it was going to look like, um, um, a political, right. You know, overthrowing of power. And, and God was bringing something all together, completely different. Mm. Always. That was better. It was better. I love it. Yes. So they did not expect, they expected a king like David. Yeah. They did not expect a lowly, humble servant king Mm -hmm. who would serve them even unto the cross. Yeah. They had no idea. And that how much better that 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 truly was. Yeah. It's incredible. That Mm. is, that I love this depiction. I love I love it for how inclusive it is. Um, I love that it challenges, like even just reading about shepherds and culturally, like, wow, what if that was little children? What if that was the, you know, who knows? Like, so incredible. Yeah. What a different thought. I've never, you know, pieced that out Mm -hmm. and parsed that out. And now doing my own research, I'm like, oh, dang, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. It could very well have been, you know, and because it doesn't ever even give a pronoun as far as he, she, you know, yeah. like it's just they, they. the shepherds. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And it's a lowercase s, you mm-hmm. know, the Magi, the capital M, yeah. you know, and, and everyone's welcome. Mm-hmm. And Jesus changes it for all of us, yeah. no matter how chaotic or how perfect mm-hmm. your, you know, circumstance of Christmas is turning out to be this year or how joyful or how grieved, like there's someone in the story you can identify with, whether mm-hmm. it's something exciting like the shepherds and a and an encounter with an angel and being taken to the Savior, or whether it's Mary and going through pain and pondering all the special things in her heart, like in this really intimate private place between she and the Lord only. Mm-hmm. Well, all of these are like, stories of mixed feelings yes it's like the joy and the terror yes the the questions and the answer and it neither one seems right (laughs) so it's just it's all it's a mixed bag of mixed feelings in every way i mean you're expecting a baby and so babies are joyful but also i'm not married and yeah you know like this is an immaculate conception and joseph's going it's a baby but I'm supposed to marry you and it's supposed to be my child. And I was told by a scary angel Mm -hmm. guy, girl Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to love it and take care of it and name him. And whoa, that's a lot. It's a lot. And then also kind of like woman, are you lying? (laughs) I mean, you know, like all of it, all of it is just mixed. And it's, I think that's how most of the holiday goes for most of us. It's a, it's a, it's mixed feelings. It's, it's all the things. It is. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that Joseph's family, you know, and they're, they're all traveling for the census, like Mary and Joseph aren't welcome to stay wherever everybody else was staying. Yeah. Um, and so there's all this family tension even built into this story. Like Jesus is, um, born into a blended family and, and a family that was probably relationally real fractured. Yeah. You know, because, oh, Mary and the unwed and mm-hmm. the pregnant and the, you know, all of that. And so there's just no perfect family. Yeah. I take so much peace in that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm always just screwing Emory up, you know, oh, just know. like setting a bad example. And, um, and it's just, it's so... I don't know. There's just some peace in knowing that. Well, that Jesus, the savior of the world, isn't born into this, you know, astute, perfect. Yes. He's perfect. Yes. His situation is far from perfect. Yes. From the, from his birth. Absolutely. You know, it's, we, we try to glamorize it and we try to make it sound like he had a, a such an easy because he's Jesus right. and Mary. Well, she's you know Jesus's mother, and so she's just blessed right. to be picked <laughs> by the Lord. Right. And I'm like, no, yes. none of that is none of it. None of it is just like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. Mary. You know, kiss my ring. Right. And so it's just it's so I don't know. I, I find it very reassuring. I do too. And just another amazing characteristic characteristic of God that perfect is. Only Jesus. Amen. There's no perfect family. There's not. No perfect Christmas. No, no perfect uh, get together with the family. You know, there's nothing no. perfect about the whole thing. It is Jesus is the only thing that's perfect. That's it. 
It's just Jesus. Mm-hmm. I love it. And anything that we try to project that hope of perfection onto is going to leave us coming up short, feeling disappointed, feeling frustrated because it's him and yeah. only him. And he's the only one we can kind of place that level of expectation in. Yeah. And now a word from one of our sponsors. You know what they say, a little white dip on the lip forever on the hip. And if you're anything like us, then you've never met a white dip you didn't dive into, right, Jess? (laughs) Girls, y'all know I love me some white dip. Give me the mayo. Give me the sour cream. Give me the dip. Give me the white dip. Which means that we need to hit reset as we enter a new year. We love Flex 24 because it's safe and clean and has a wide range of cardio and weightlifting equipment, has a wide variety of Les Mills classes. I love me some body pump. And uh, Flex 24 also offers childcare crazy. Mm-hmm. Flex 24 offers its members exclusive access to high end fitness club. Finding the time to better your body is difficult for some of us. So Flex 24 has made it easier on you by giving you nonstop access to two clean, contemporary and fully maintained 24 hour facilities. Yes, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with use of a key fob and secure door system. Whether you're looking to win the next bodybuilding competition like Jenny mm-hmm. or lose that last stubborn 10 pounds like me, always and forever, or you've never stepped a foot in the gym before, Flex caters to every fitness level. Flex 24 is constantly evolving with additional amenities and equipment. This is where Odessa builds better bodies. Let's commit to Flex 24 in 2024. And it's not too late to gift someone you love a membership. But husbands, do not buy this for your wife unless she explicitly asked for it. We don't want to have to find a divorce attorney to be our new show sponsor. Please visit flex24fitness.com or check out the link in our show notes. And now back to our show. Well, Jenny, that's our whole kind of conversation mm-hmm. about the first Christmas story. Do you have any other thoughts to kind of wrap up today? No, I think it's just a good uh, reset on your mind to remember and the hustle and bustle. And I mean, if you're like our family, you've got 30,000 birthdays too, and all the things, you know, just there's so much. There is. Um, just to keep your mind focused on on just that, that nothing's perfect except Jesus. Yes. And that that's what this is all about. It is. And don't lose sight of that. Yes, don't lose sight of that. Don't make it too hard or, yeah. or too much pressure on yourself yeah. too. Uh, sometimes we do that and the, the Lord isn't mad at you. Yeah. The Lord is not mad at you. Like come to him, come to him exactly where you are with whatever you have. And you may be going, I have nothing to come to him with. Perfect. Yeah. Those dirty shepherds showed up anyway. That's right. That is right. So just come, Mm -hmm. just come with whatever gift you have. Big faith, little faith, completely empty. He's there to fill you up. You don't have to come and bring him anything other than your heart. That's right. And we love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We love you. (laughs) 
That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for sharing your time with us. You can follow us on Instagram at jenandjuice.ig and on Facebook at jenandjuice. And I'm Jenny. You can follow me on Instagram at jennyhill.ig. That's Jenny with the J and an I. And I'm Juice, a.k.a. Jessica. You can follow me on Instagram at jessicaphillips.ig. We can't wait to meet you here again next week as we continue these conversations where, as always, we're here to help a sister and brother out. Peace out, dudes.